Hello, everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Fantasize Me, the podcast where I take characters real or imagined, and I fantasize them as D&D characters. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and today we are going to be turning Snow White into a D&D character. So Snow White is an 18th century German fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm. They published it in 1812 in the first edition of their collection, Grimm's Fairy Tales, and numbered it as Tale 53. The Grimm's completed their final revision of the story in 1854, and it, I mean, you know, the fairy tale contains such elements as the magic mirror, the poisoned apple, the glass coffin, the evil queen, the seven dwarves. And the seven dwarfs were first given individual names in the 1912 Broadway play Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. In the original Grimm version, they were just seven dwarves. They didn't have individual names, but this Broadway play named them as Blick, Flick, Glick, Snick, Plick, Wick, and Quee. That, that's, those names are so fun. Blick, Flick, Glick, Snick, Plick, Wick, Quee! Anyway, and then Walt Disney gave them different names for, you know, that film. But they were originally nameless. And the original story, I think, is similar to the Disney version. I mean, it's it's more violent, as fairy tales usually are. It starts with a queen sewing at an open window during a winter snowfall, and she pricks her finger with her needle. And this causes three drops of red blood to drip onto the freshly fallen white snow on the black windowsill. So the queen says to herself, How I wish that I had a daughter that had skin as white as snow, lips as red as blood, and hair as black as ebony. A bit later, the queen gives birth to Snow White. And of course, the queen dies in childbirth because one, that's a historically accurate thing to have happen. And also in the Disney version, the parents usually die. So that's rough. But then Snow White's father, the king, marries again this new wife who is very beautiful, but she's vain. She's so vain and she practices witchcraft, which, you know, back in the olden days, huge red flag, right? And this new queen possesses a magic mirror, and every morning she asks, Magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all? And the mirror always tells the queen that she is the fairest. The queen's like, hell yeah, I'm truly the hottest. But then Snow White turns seven, and she's just so fair. Not entirely sure what fair means. I'm, I'm... think it's just pretty or beautiful. So Snow White's seven and her fairness surpasses that of her stepmother. So when the queen asks her mirror, magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one of all, the mirror's like, huh, girl, it ain't you. It's actually your stepdaughter. So the queen is like, well, she has to die. So the queen orders a huntsman to take Snow White into the forest and kill her. And the queen demands that the huntsman returns with Snow White's heart, which the queen will consume in order to become immortal. I don't I don't get how that works. But then again, I don't practice witchcraft. So the huntsman takes Snow White into the forest and he's like, oh, I want to kill you. I really do. But like, oh, but I probably shouldn't. But your stepmother really wants me to kill you. And Snow White's like, my stepmother wants you to kill me. So she says, "Okay." Spare me this mockery of justice. I will run away into the forest and never come home again. And the huntsman is like, ugh, 
fine. I guess I'll just kill an animal and bring the queen their heart instead. So that's what he does. He spares Snow White and brings the queen the heart of an animal instead. Snow White wanders through the forest for hours and discovers a tiny cottage belonging to a group of seven dwarfs. And since no one's at home, she eats some of the tiny meals, drinks some of their wine, and then tests all the beds. So she goes into their home, eats their food, drinks their wine, and then just falls asleep. She tests all of their beds. She messed up all of their beds, and finally she falls asleep. So the dwarfs return home, and they're like, hey something's effed up. Everything in our home is in disorder. So they're like frantic and they finally discover her upstairs sleeping and she wakes up and she's like, oh, sorry I broke in and like, you know, burglarized you a little bit, but my stepmother tried to kill me. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that really sucks. We're sorry about that. Like you can stay here. Um, in exchange for, like, you made a complete mess. I don't know how long you were here. It must have only been a couple of hours. But you did break a chair, clog the sink, clog the toilet, drink all of our wine, and it looks like start a fire in the corner? If you work as, like, a housemaid, you can stay here. So that's essentially what happens. She takes a job as a housemaid in exchange for room and board, and they warn her to be careful when she's home alone and let no one in while they're working in the mountains. So Snow White's just absolutely vibing. She's chilling with her new best friends. And the queen, who believes she had gotten rid of Snow White a decade earlier, finally asks her mirror once again. Because I guess being told that she wasn't the fairest really shook her. So she says, magic mirror on the wall, who now is the fairest one of all? Absolutely believing there could only be one possible answer. But the mirror... Okay, the mirror says, not only is Snow White still the fairest in the land... Rumor has it, she's also currently hiding with the dwarfs. What's going on in that cabin, do you think? So the queen is absolutely furious. So she's like, all right, I'm going to go kill her. So she waits for the dwarves to leave, and she appears at the cottage, disguised as an old peddler, and offers Snow White colorful, silky-laced bodices as a present. And the queen laces her up so tightly that Snow White collapses. She just completely faints. The dwarves return just in time, and they remove the bodice, and Snow White revives as the laces are loosened. Hey, yeah, remember what we said, like, (laughs) someone's trying to kill you, so don't let anyone in, right? So then the queen dresses up as a comb seller, and she convinces Snow White to take a beautiful comb as a present, and strokes Snow White's hair with a poisoned comb. Snow White is overcome by the poison, but again, she's revived by the dwarves when they remove the cone from her hair. And again, they're like, hey, Snow White, seriously, stop accepting gifts from strangers, all right? We're on two for two now of people trying to kill you, okay? I, I'm guessing it's the queen both times, right? It is probably the queen using magic, right? Right, Snow White? Finally, the queen disguises herself as a farmer's wife and offers Snow White a poisoned apple. Snow White this time is hesitant to accept it, so the queen cuts the apple in half and eats the white, harmless half, giving the red, poisoned half to Snow White. Snow White is like, well, I trust you implicitly, takes a bite and then falls into a coma. And she appears to be dead, so the queen is like, oh, hell yes, I finally killed her. I would have just used a knife and got this over with a decade earlier, but the sight of blood makes me nauseous. 
So this time the dwarves are unable to revive Snow White. So they're like, oh man, the queen finally killed her. And rightfully so, because Snow White pretty much allowed this to happen three times. So they place her in a glass casket. And the next day, a prince stumbles upon the seemingly dead Snow White lying in her glass coffin. And he's like, hey, this is a full-ass princess. Hey, seven dwarfs, can I take her back to, like, her father's castle to a proper resting place? And the dwarfs are like, yeah, that's that's fine. So while Snow White is being transported, one of the prince's servants trips and loses his balance. And this causes the piece of the poisoned apple from Snow White's throat to become dislodged, which magically revives her. The prince is like, wow, now that you're not dead, I realize that I'm in love with you. And Snow White is like, yeah, let's get married. And the prince goes, for sure. So the prince invites everyone in the land to their wedding, except for Snow White's mother, of course. So the queen, believing herself finally to be rid of Snow White, again asks her magic mirror, who is the fairest in the land? The mirror says, well, you know what? There's a prince out there who has a bride who is yet fairer than she. (laughs) I can give you three guesses as to who that is, right? So are you going? Do you have a plus one? Can you bring me? The queen decides to visit the wedding and investigate. And when she arrives, she's like, oh my god, the prince's bride is my stepdaughter, Snow White. I am angry. So the queen tries to sow chaos. She attempts to kill her again. But the prince is like, uh, hey, yo, no, this is my actual wedding. And the freaking table and chair rentals set me back like a few hundred gold. So maybe don't. So as punishment for the attempted murder of Snow White, the prince forces the queen to wear a pair of red hot iron slippers and to dance in them until she drops dead. So I guess everyone is just kind of watching the queen slowly die. And then once she is dead, Snow White has taken her revenge. And she's like, all right, sick. This woman that tried to kill me is dead. Now I can be happy. So her wedding to the prince peacefully continues. And that is Snow White. I didn't mean to go through the whole thing. But as I was reading it, I'm like, oh, it's not too long. I can I can just do it. So that is the story of Snow White from Grimm's Fairy Tales. It was barely embellished at all. I swear the magic mirror was indeed that sassy. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into background for Snow White. My first thought is a noble because she was a princess. So she was a noble. But then I'm like, ugh, whenever someone is royal, I give them the noble background. And it's not my fault that y'all have recommended so much royalty or nobility. So I think instead I'm going to look at what else we have here. She worked as a she worked as a housemaid for a decade, but I don't see any housemaid backgrounds, which is unfortunate. Maybe hermit. Maybe hermit, because it doesn't sound like she left the cottage or cabin for 10 years. So maybe that is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so I'm gonna give her the hermit background, which gives her skill proficiencies in medicine and religion. Perfect. There have been a lot of people who find religious symbolism in Snow White, like the number seven, you know, resurrection of Snow White, even though she wasn't actually dead. So medicine and religion, tool proficiencies in an herbalism kit, which is very important. You know, if you're living in the woods, you got to take care of your buds and a language. 
So let's pick a race and then we can pick what additional language she gets. So proficiencies in medicine, religion, and herbalism kit, and a language. So let's pick a race. So Snow White is the fairest of them all. So what race do we think is very fair, very beautiful, very bountiful? So my mind immediately goes to like elf or tiefling or tabaxi. Ooh, should... Okay. Okay. Yes. I am going to make her an owlin. An owl person. So, yes. So, owlin are from Strixhaven. Strixhaven's Curriculum of Chaos. As an owlin, she's going to get plus two to one stat and plus one to another. Love that versatility. She's going to have dark vision. And dark vision is usually out to 60 feet. But as an owlin, it is within 120 feet. Very, very good. She's also going to have flight. So she's going to have a flying speed equal to her walking speed, which means a speed of 30. She's going to get proficiency in stealth, which has to be useful when you are hiding from someone. And languages are common and then one of her choice. So common and... Well, we have to go dwarvish so she can speak to her friends. They're probably the ones that taught her in the first place. So common dwarvish and then one more from her hermit background. How about... What are like forest creatures? What do they speak? I think Sylvan might be the most fitting, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Sylvan. Because I'm pretty sure Sylvan means, like, of the woods. There we go. Okay, wow, nailed it. So effortlessly. So background hermit, race, owlin. Now let's roll for stats. So that's when you take a d6, a six-sided die, roll it four times, drop the lowest number, and add up the remaining three to get one of her six ability scores. Okay, so we're going to do that six times. Okay, so I rolled for her and she got 15, 12, 10, 13, 18, and 18. Oh, oh, yes. I have been, I, I have had a series of just rolling very poorly for these characters for what feels like such a long time, I've been unable to get higher than a 15. And usually when I get a 15, it's just a 115. It, some of them have had 13 be their highest number. Snow White got two eight teens. I have never seen so many sixes in my life. Oh, I'm freaking creaming my George. This is awesome. Two eight teens. That's going to give us so much to play with. She's going to have so many feats. Okay. Okay. I'm very excited. All right. Okay. So now let us put these where we think they should go. So I think the highest stat is going to be um, not strength, not constitution, clearly not intelligence, um, maybe wisdom. Although if she has good wisdom, she'd have good insight and be able to kind of see through the disguises. Maybe charisma? Gosh, she just seems like She's not great at much. Although she was fairly convincing. Okay, so let's do 18 charisma. That is so much. That is a plus four modifier. Okay, now we have another 18. Let us do... Oh, I'm thinking maybe dexterity to help with the stealth. Although wisdom helps with survival. 
Maybe I will do wisdom. Okay, I will. I'm gonna do 18 wisdom. Also plus four modifier. Yeah, okay. Now let's do 15 in constitution because we want her to be able to resist the effects of poison because that is the evil queen's MO. So that's a plus two modifier there. Next, we have a 13. Let's put that into dexterity. That's a plus one modifier. Then a 12. Let's do... Honestly, I don't think she has much intelligence. So let's do 12 strength and 10 intelligence. So 12 strength is a plus one modifier. 10 intelligence is a plus zero modifier. Now remember, she gets a plus two and a plus one from her race. So I think I'm going to put that plus two into charisma. So max out charisma already. Oh, you'll love to see it. You love to see it. Oh my God. 20 charisma. That's a plus five modifier. And we still have a plus one. If we put it into dexterity, we can make that a plus two. If we put it into constitution, we can make it a plus three. So what are we thinking? I'm, I'm kind of thinking dexterity because I do want her to have high stealth. I do. I think it's so important for her to hide from the queen. Okay, so 14 dexterity then, which is a plus two modifier. Oh my god, her stats are so good. These could be like ending character stats. They could. Maxed out charisma, 18 wisdom, even a plus two in constitution and dexterity is not bad at all. Okay, Oh, I love this. Now that we have all of that settled, let's actually pick a class for her. So I don't think she would start practicing magic if we choose to go that route until she's already had the huntsman try to kill her, right? So I think while she's at the castle, she's, you know, she's this little girl. She's sneaking around. She's partying. So I think let's go with Rogue. Because when I think of Snow White, I think, oh, there's someone who'll kill you. So let's go with Rogue. Rogues have some of my favorite abilities. So as a rogue, she's going to gain proficiency in light armor, in simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, short swords, and thieves tools. You know Snow White can't help herself. If she sees something shiny, she's gonna grab it. Ooh, okay, yes, I love this fiction. So the evil queen is, you know, wearing this crystalline diadem. And she takes it off to take a nice soak. And Snow White sneaks right in there and takes the diadem just because she can. And the evil queen is like, well, that obviously will not stand. And she has her magic mirror tell her who stole the crown. And the magic mirror loves the hot goss. So they're like, oh my God, you'll never guess who it was. It was that girl, Snow White. And also she's more fair than you. So the queen is like, mm, she gotta go. <laughs> oh, I like that. Anyway, back to proficiencies. She gets proficiency in dexterity and intelligence saving throws. And she's also going to get Four skill proficiencies from acrobatics, athletics, deception, insight, intimidation, investigation, perception, performance, persuasion, sleight of hand, and stealth. Well, I think if we're going this kind of thief motif, let's give her proficiency in sleight of hand. Man, we can choose four. Okay. Persuasion, because she was able to persuade the huntsman not to kill her and persuade the dwarfs to let her stay there after she ate all of their food, drank all of their wine, and clogged their toilet. And let's do perception, because that's just very important when you're on the run. 
And let's do, I don't want to do insight because she doesn't seem to be super insightful. It's already a plus four because she has high wisdom, but let's do instead acrobatics. <sighs> yeah, let's do, let's do acrobatics because everyone knows Snow White was a child gymnast. So at first level as a rogue, she's going to gain expertise. I love expertise so much. Every time expertise comes up on this podcast, I say, oh, I love expertise so much. And I do. So what this means is she can choose two of her skill proficiencies or one of her skill proficiencies and her proficiency with thieves tools. And her proficiency bonus is going to be doubled for any check she makes that uses either of the chosen proficiencies. So I think stealth. Let's see. Let's do persuasion, stealth and persuasion. So proficiency bonus at first level is plus two. Dexterity is also plus two. So stealth is going to be a plus six and persuasion is going to be a plus nine because she has plus five to charisma. Plus nine persuasion at first level is so dangerous. I, I don't know if I would let my player start with a skill that high because <laughs> that is, that's rough, but beautiful like a kitty cat's tongue. Anyway, so at first level, she also gains sneak attack because everyone knows Snow White will just stab you in the back first chance she can get. So once per turn, she can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature she hits with an attack if she has advantage on the attack roll. The attack must use a finesse or a ranged weapon. I imagine her using ranged weapons. I actually don't imagine her using a knife, but she does have proficiency in hand crossbows. So let's say she has a hand crossbow that, I don't know, maybe the huntsman felt bad about trying to kill her. He's like, hey, sorry that I tried to drive this knife into your chest and cut out your heart. Here, take this little crossbow to protect yourself. Um, you'll be fine. So sneak attack doesn't need advantage on the attack roll. If another enemy of the target is within five feet of it, that enemy isn't incapacitated and Snow White doesn't have disadvantage on the attack roll. So that is awesome. She can just shoot someone with a crossbow bolt from behind a tree and deal extra damage to them. I love it. Also at first level, the last thing is Thieves Can't. So during her rogue training, she's learned Thieves Can't, which is a secret mix of dialect, jargon, and code that allows her to hide messages in seemingly normal conversation. What's cool about this is she can just convey messages to other people while she's talking to someone. She's having a full conversation with one of the dwarves, but she's secretly telling one of the other dwarves something because I guess that dwarf also has thieves can't. It's probably Quee. <laughs> oh, that name. It's probably Quee because what I read is that Quee had a penchant for thievery. So, ooh, maybe Quee is the one who taught her. Maybe she's the one who taught Quee. Either way, let's go to second level in Rogue where she's going to gain cunning action. So now as a bonus action on each of her turns in combat, she can take the dash, disengage, or hide action. That is so, it's, it's so good for the action economy because those usually need a full action to take. Being able to do them as a bonus action is so useful, especially the hide action, because now Snow White can jump out from behind a tree, shoot someone with a crossbow ball and potentially do her sneak attack damage and then take the hide action and dive behind the tree and just make a stealth check. And if she succeeds, she can just get sneak attack next turn. So, so good. 
I love that for her. Third level in Rogue, she's going to gain her Roguish archetype or her subclass. And I think we are going to go with Scout. Scouts are skilled in stealth and surviving far from the streets of a city, which is very accurate. And you might be thinking, is she actually good in stealth? Because she really just stayed in one place for a decade. But in this fiction, I am going to say, yes, she is good at stealth, because even the magic mirror was unable to tell the evil queen where she was for a decade. Because she was able to evade the seemingly omniscient eyes of this mirror. So as a scout, she gets the skirmisher ability, so she can move up to half her speed as a reaction when an enemy ends its turn within five feet of her, and this movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. So this is really awesome, because being right next to someone would impose disadvantage on her crossbow. So now someone can run off to her, maybe get a few hits off on her, but then once they're all done stabbing Snow White, she can just use her reaction to move away from them not provoking opportunity attacks. And then she can get a better vantage with her crossbow and maybe use the hide action or the dash action to get further away from them. This is just great for her mobility and I think works really well for someone who uses a ranged weapon. The next ability she gets is survivalist. It is a Oh, chef's kiss. Beautiful ability. So she's going to get proficiency in nature and survival. Not only that, but her proficiency bonus is going to be doubled for them, which means she just gains not only proficiency, but expertise in both of those. And she didn't have proficiency in those. So now proficiency and expertise, so good. She went from having a plus zero to nature to a plus four and a plus four in survival to a plus eight. Oh, she's so good at nature and surviving and stuff like that. Good for her. Now I think we are going to multi-class, okay? Because she has this plus five charisma that we aren't using. And also this plus four wisdom that we aren't using. So I think we might have more than two classes for this build because I do want to utilize those. So let's see, where should we go? Or, or what should we use first? I'm thinking charisma. In this reimagining of Snow White, she was a rogue, she ran away and continued to hone her roguish abilities, but now she's like, my, my stepmother is magic. I'm going to need something to combat that. But what can I do? So she becomes a warlock and she gains an otherworldly patron to give her magical powers in order to fight her stepmother's own magical powers. Oh, this is fun. I should be like a writer. I mean, tech, I, I did write a book once, but I haven't done anything with it. So, well, anyway, so Warlock. <laughs> As a first level Warlock, she is going to gain access to Pact Magic. So her patron gives her magic. She's going to know two cantrips of her choice from the Warlock spell list, and she's going to have some spells and a spell slot. Warlocks don't use spell slots the same way other spellcasters do. They only have a certain amount of spell slots, and they're always the same level. So eventually she, you know, if we go all the way up to 17th level in Warlock, which I don't think we're going to, she will have four fifth level spell slots. 
But right now, one first level, and she knows two warlock spells. So charisma is her spell casting ability for all of her warlock spells. So the spell save DC, or what a target has to equal or beat to resist the effects of the spell, is eight plus her charisma modifier plus her proficiency bonus. So fourth level, it is plus two proficiency bonus. She has plus five to charisma. So it's a spell save DC of 15, which is very good. And the spell attack modifier is proficiency plus charisma. So plus seven. Also very good. And that's just going to go up as her proficiency increases. So in addition to some magic as a first level warlock, she's also already going to gain her subclass called her otherworldly patron. She gains it at first level as opposed to third because this is who actually gives her all of her warlock abilities. So what patron do we think she will choose? I think we're gonna go with Hexblade. Yeah, I think we are going to go as a Hexblade warlock. I don't know if I've had anyone take that subclass on this podcast. I've made a lot of characters, and a sizable number of them are warlocks. Anyway, so Hexblade's gonna give her access to just some other spells first level spells shield and wrathful smite shield is such a good spell and she's going to gain the ability hexblades curse so she gains the ability to just curse someone as a bonus action she can choose one creature she can see within 30 feet of her and that target is cursed for one minute the curse ends early if the target dies snow white dies or snow white's incapacitated Until the curse ends, Snow White is going to gain the following benefits. She's going to gain a bonus to damage rolls against the cursed target equal to her proficiency bonus, which is beautiful. Any attack roll she makes against the cursed target is a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20, which is so awesome because if she is going to be using the hide action to attack, she will probably have advantage on those attack rolls, furthering her chance of getting a critical hit. And if she gets a critical hit on a sneak attack, she doubles her sneak attack damage as well, which right now is 2d6 for sneak attack. It will rise to 4d6. If the cursed target dies, Snow White is going to regain hit points equal to her warlock level plus her charisma modifier, which at the moment would be 6. She can't use this feature again until she finishes a short or long rest, but that is such an awesome ability for a rogue to have because it's extra damage, it doubles her chance to get a crit, and it can heal her. She heals via murder, and I love that for her. Another reason why I chose this is the Hex Warrior ability she gets. So she's going to gain proficiency with medium armor, shields, and martial weapons. The proficiency in medium armor and shields, so helpful. Now her armor class is going to be much higher. And now whenever Snow White finishes a long rest, she can touch one weapon she's proficient with that lacks the two-handed property. And when she attacks with that weapon, she can use her charisma instead of strength or dexterity for the attack and damage rolls. That's so cool! That's so cool! She would have just plus four to the attack roll with the crossbow because she's using dexterity. Now she'll do plus seven and an additional plus five damage. And if the target is hexed, it'll be plus seven damage because it includes her proficiency bonus. So if she gets a critical hit already, if she's just using a hand crossbow, if it's a crit with sneak attack, that'd be 2d6 plus seven from the hand crossbow plus 4d6 from sneak attack, which is an average of 20 
eight damage. And she can potentially do that every turn if she crits every turn, which, you know, she's not going to, but still very fun. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Let's go fifth level, second in Warlock to just get Eldritch Invocations. So she can choose two Eldritch Invocations, just these magical abilities that her Hexblade patron has given her. So I think I'm going to give her Beast Speech so she can cast Speak with Animals at will, which I think will be very useful when living in the forest. And how about, usually I would go with Eldritch Mind to gain advantage on Constitution Saving Throws. But I don't think that's very her. You know, I, I don't think that's Snow White. So let's do Mask of Many Faces. So now Snow White can cast Disguise Self at will without expending a spell slot. So I think that's awesome. So now she can just talk to animals whenever she wants. And she can also just change what she looks like. You know, what's more useful for sneaking around than not looking like the person that people are trying to find? You know, who needs a high stealth when you can just have a different face? So maybe the mirror didn't know that she was living there so long because she just kept looking like a different person. Or maybe Snow White wasn't even there that much. Maybe she just cast disguise self. Maybe she just went out to the markets to try seasonal fruits. Mm-hmm. Now, sixth level, let's multi-class again. Let's go with, you know, I want to use that wisdom. We use that charisma a little bit. So let's see, I do like Ranger and Rogue. They make good combinations. But let's go into Cleric. Yeah. Let's go into Cleric. Maybe she has this patron and she sees that this magic isn't going to do it for her. She's like, this can help me hurt, but it can't help me heal. Like, what if, what if she poisons me? What if she laces me up in a bodice and kills me that way? I, I have to have some resistances, some defensive abilities. So this is a first level cleric, sixth overall. She gains spellcasting. And this is different from the pact magic. This has its own spellcasting table. So she's going to know three cantrips of her choice from the cleric spell list. And wisdom is going to be her spellcasting modifier for all of her cleric abilities. So her proficiency went up at fifth level and her wisdom is plus four. So the spell save DC is going to be 15 and spell attack modifier is going to be plus seven. So good. First level, she gets a Divine Domain, which is the Cleric subclass, and I think we're going to go with Nature. I like the idea of Nature. So at first level, this is just going to give her access to some spells like Animal Friendship and Speak with Animals. I mean, Speak with Animals, she can do that whenever she wants to, but now she can befriend animals. Acolyte of Nature means she's going to learn one Druid cantrip of her choice, and she's also going to gain proficiency in one of the following skills, Animal Handling, Nature, or Survival. Well, we already have not only proficiency, but expertise in nature and survival. So let's give that animal handling proficiency now as well. She has so many skill proficiencies. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's a lot. I think that's 10 skills she's proficient in. That is... Oh, that's so impressive. She's also going to gain proficiency with heavy armor. So she started with light armor and went up to medium armor and now heavy armor. I don't know if she's going to be wearing heavy armor because this will likely give her disadvantage on stealth checks. Although if she's using disguise self, it won't matter too much because she has such high stealth anyway. So Snow White can potentially just be in full armor and a big shield holding a crossbow that has been imbued with dark magic. 
I love that. That's fun. So now second level, she's going to gain channel divinity, which she can use once per short or long rest. The base cleric ability is turn undead. Undead within 30 feet of her just have to make a wisdom saving throw. And if they fail, they have to spend their turns trying to move as far away from her as they can. And it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of her. So that could be useful. Maybe the evil queen sends some skeletons after her, you know, and Snow White can be like, ha ha, nah, and just turn them. But she also gets a pretty fun one from the nature domain called Charm Animals and Plants. I don't really like abilities like this that are very specific, but she can use an action and each beast or plant creature that can see her within 30 feet of her has to make a wisdom saving throw. And if the creature fails, they're just going to be charmed by Snow White for one minute or until they take any damage. While it's charmed by her, it's friendly to her and other creatures she designates. So plant creatures are super uncommon. Beasts are more common, but I don't know how much use this is going to get. I mean, she is living in a forest, so it might get a lot of use. What do I know? Let's do third level in cleric. This is eighth level. So as a third level cleric, she's going to gain access to second level cleric spells. Ninth level, let's do fourth in cleric and ability score improvement. We finally got to one. So she can increase one ability score of her choice by two or two ability scores of her choice by one. I think we are going to bump Wisdom up to a maximum of 20. Boom, okay. That's going to increase a bunch of her skills and her Cleric spellcasting. 10th level, 5th and Cleric, she gets Destroy Undead. So when an Undead of challenge rating 1 half or lower fails its saving throw against Snow White's turn Undead, the creature is instantly destroyed. So that, that, that could be fun. I guess. Sixth level, she can now use her channel divinity twice between rests. And she gets another divine domain feature from the nature domain called Dampen Elements. And this one is so cool. This one's so good. When she or a creature within 30 feet of her takes acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage, she can use her reaction to grant resistance to the creature against that instance of damage. So if the evil queen just freaking shoots her with a lightning bolt, Snow White can just use her reaction to take half damage. That's awesome. That's so cool. Or if Snow White is doing fine on health, but one of the dwarves, let's say Flick, is doing really poorly and gets hit by like a fireball, Snow White can just use her reaction to give them the resistance to the damage. Really awesome ability. Seventh level, that is 12th overall, she's just going to gain access to fourth level cleric spells. Now her power grows more powerful by the day. She's been practicing, it's no big deal. She's just getting ready to kill the queen, whatever, it happens, it happens. Eighth level in cleric, this is 13th overall, another ability score improvement. And I think we are going to give her a feat. We're gonna give her a feat, I love feats. They're just like special abilities, but I think the one we are going to give her is, well, you know, I was thinking of giving her Mage Slayer, but it's really the most useful in melee combat. And she has her crossbow. And I, I really like her having the crossbow. I like the image of her with that. But Mage Slayer would make a lot of sense against the queen. Well, you know what? She doesn't have to use her crossbow. She can use a knife or a rapier for this. So maybe she has the crossbow, but she has a rapier as well. But she has the rapier as well, and she can choose which one she uses her hex magic on in order to use the charisma modifier instead of dexterity. So if she knows she's going to, like, 
go assassinate the queen. Maybe she'll use it on her rapier because the Mage Slayer feat gives such good abilities against spellcasters. So now, when a creature within 5 feet of Snow White casts a spell, she can use her reaction to just make a melee weapon attack against them. So if she's standing right next to the queen, and the queen just goes to cast a spell, Snow White can just stab her. She can just stab her up good. When Snow White damages a creature that's concentrating on a spell, that creature's going to have disadvantage on the saving throw it makes to maintain its concentration. So if the evil queen is concentrating on a spell, Snow White can just, like, stab her and be more effective at having her lose concentration on it than other people would be. The last ability is she's going to have advantage on saving throws against spells cast by creatures within 5 feet of her. And I feel like Snow White is really fast, because not only can she fly, which will negate difficult terrain, but she can dash as a bonus action and fly 60 feet. So she can just stay right on top of the evil queen. So whenever the evil queen casts a spell on her, she's going to have advantage on saving throws because she's right next to her. Oh, Snow White, that's fun. Also as an 8th level cleric, her destroy undead now works against undead with a challenge rating of 1 or lower. And she's going to get a divine domain feature from the nature domain, and that is called Divine Strike. So once on each of Snow White's turns, when she hits a creature with a weapon attack, she can cause the attack to deal an extra 1d8 cold, fire, or lightning damage. Her choice to the target. So how cool is that? She can slash with her rapier, do 1d8 plus 10 damage with that, plus another 1d8 of whatever element she chooses. I love it, because Divine Strike is usually like radiant damage or psychic damage. It's just one type, but she can choose Cold Fire or Lightning. Very fun. I think that might be it for Cleric. I think we got everything out of Cleric that we want. So I am going to go back into Rogue. So she has been training up, okay? She has gotten her magic to a place where she feels very comfortable. She's gotten the Mage Slayer feet. She's ready to take on the queen. The only thing that stands her way is actually sneaking back into the castle. So she's got to work on her rogue abilities now. So this is 14th level. As a 4th level rogue, she is going to gain an ability score improvement. Boom, one right after another. And I think we're going to give her a feat. Of course, come on. I think we might give her Skulker. Not just because it's fun to say. Skulker. Skulker. Skulk. Oh, well, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. With the Skulker feat, Snow White can try to hide when she's lightly obscured from the creature from which she's hiding. So normally, you have to have, like, full cover. You have to have something to duck behind or climb to just get out of their sight. But now, she can just be lightly obscured. So she can hide, like, in a bush, where if you look closely, you can see her. Or she can you know, hide behind another person, let's say. Also, while she's hidden from a creature and she misses it with a ranged weapon attack, this doesn't reveal her position. So she can be hidden behind a tree, like I said very early on, shoot with a crossbow, but now if she misses, she doesn't reveal herself. So she doesn't have to use another bonus action to hide. She's still hidden. That's so cool. 
Also, what I like about this is Dim Light doesn't impose disadvantage on her perception checks relying on sight. So that's going to be really useful for finding the Evil Queen if the Evil Queen tries to hide, which is ridiculous. You can't hide from Snow White. But I also like this because it kind of plays in with the Owlin race, because owls have incredible eyes and can see super well in the darkness. So now she can see out in darkness to 120 feet and not even make her perception checks with disadvantage. Oh, I love it. She's so good at killing people in the dark. So 15th level, let's go to 5th in Rogue to gain Uncanny Dodge. So now when an attacker that Snow White can see hits her with an attack, she can use her reaction to have the attack's damage against her. So if someone just runs up and stabs her, she can use her reaction to lessen the damage that she takes. 16th level, let's go 6th in Rogue. She's going to gain Expertise again and can choose another two skills to gain Expertise in. Let's see, she already has Expertise in a lot. So I think let's do Sleight of Hand and Perception because I think we just increased the usefulness of her eyes. So being able to perceive even better is pretty nice. I love it. Oh my God, she's so scary. She's so scary and fun. 17th level, 7th in Rogue, that is going to give her Evasion, which is just such a cool ability and so cool! When Snow White is subjected to an effect that allows her to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage, she instead takes no damage if she succeeds on the saving throw and only half damage if she fails. So she has proficiency in dexterity saving throws, so she has plus eight to dexterity saving throws. So chances are she's going to succeed and take no damage. But even if she somehow fails, she's going to take half damage. And what's really cool is if the Evil Queen casts Lightning Bolt on her, forces her to make a dexterity saving throw, and Snow White fails, she's going to take half damage. But then she can use Dampen Elements reaction from being a nature cleric and take half damage again. That's really cool. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. 18th level. Let's do... Oh, let's see. Okay, let's do 8th level in Rogue for another ability score improvement. So I think we got to give her another feat, right? Feat number three? <laughs> yeah. I'm really tempted to give her skilled just so she can have another three skill proficiencies. She doesn't need them. She's proficient in, I think, everything that makes sense. But boy, would that be fun. Okay, how about... Let's see, there are a lot of fun things we can do, but they're feats that I give all the time, like observant and mobile. So I'm trying to look at the ones that I don't always use or that might make sense here. Ooh, you know what we could do? Let's do fighting initiate. So with fighting initiate, she learns a fighting style from the fighter class, and we're going to go with archery. So this is really simple. With the archery fighting style, she gains a plus two to attack rolls she makes with ranged weapons. And that's awesome because she can use her charisma for her ranged weapons. Her proficiency is plus six, and now she has plus two. So she will have plus 13 to attack rolls she makes with her crossbow. That is awesome. And remember, if she attacks from hidden and somehow misses, they still won't know where she is. So she's really good at ranged fighting and really good at fighting spellcasters with melee weapons. So she can pretty much do it all, and I am very jealous. I'm deciding what to pick, because if we go ninth level in Rogue, all that's going to happen is her speed's going to increase 10 feet, which I guess 
I was tempted to give her mobile, which would have increased her speed. Ooh, ugh, I don't know, because we could go ninth in cleric and get access to fifth level cleric spells. No, I think I am going to stay in rogue. So like I said, from the scout subclass, she gains superior mobility. So her walking speed increases by 10. That's it. Kind of underwhelming. So there you have it. And I, I don't not like this. Because like I said, with Mage Slayer, she has to make sure she's right on top of the spellcasters. And now if she dashes as a bonus action, she essentially increased her speed 20 feet. So there's no way they can run from her when she can just fly 80 feet on one turn. Or if she uses her action to dash as well, she can go 120 feet. So that's awesome. 20th level, the final level. Let's do 10th in Rogue to get... An ability score improvement. Yes. Okay. So let's pick a feat. Her final feat. Yes. Okay. Loving this. She already has Mage Slayer, Skulker, and Fighting Initiate for the archery fighting style. So let's do... I think alert would make sense, but I give everyone alert. But her not being able to be surprised would help with this build... She has really high perception, so maybe I don't need it. Oh, this is hard. This is hard. I'm not sure. You know what? I'm going to give her the Sentinel feat. It's a great feat. I love it. So when Snow White hits a creature with an opportunity attack, the creature's speed becomes zero for the rest of the turn. So if she's next to the Evil Queen and the Evil Queen tries to run away so that she can avoid Snow White's Mage Slayer abilities, Snow White can make an opportunity attack and potentially just force the Evil Queen to stay right where she is. Creatures are going to provoke opportunity attacks from Snow White even if they take the disengage action before leaving her reach. When a creature within 5 feet of her makes an attack against a target other than her, Snow White can use her reaction to make a melee weapon attack against the attacking creature. So not only does she get better at, I guess, control abilities because she can make these opportunity attacks and reduce their speed to zero, but it can be like a support ability as well. If someone goes after one of her friends, she can just stab them. So I pretty much gave her two feats to help her ranged attacks, Skulker and Fighting Initiate, and two that helped Maylight, Mage Slayer and Sentinel. Usually I would say just pick one. Just pick ranged or melee because... You can make them so good if you just focus on one. But I didn't do that, and I'm fine with my choices. So there we go. That's Snow White. Oh, I love it. We did it. Oh, we did it. Okay, cool. Snow White, the fairest of them all. Background, Hermit, Race, Owlin. She is a level 10 Scout Rogue, a level 2 Hexblade Warlock, and a level 8 Nature Domain Cleric. Her ending stats, which we barely improved because they were amazing to begin with, 12 Strength, 14 Dexterity, 15 Constitution, 10 Intelligence, 20 Wisdom, and 20 Charisma. Two maxed out stats, and we gave her four feats. Oh god, I love rolling well for their stats. Skill proficiencies, she has oh so many. Plus 8 to acrobatics, plus 11 to animal handling, plus 11 to medicine, plus 12 to nature, plus 17 to perception, plus 17 to persuasion, plus 6 to religion, plus 14 to sleight of hand, plus 14 to stealth, and plus 17 to survival. She is so good at 
so many things. I love that. She has 10 skill proficiencies and expertise in six of them. Insane. I love it. Saving throws, she has plus eight to dexterity saving throws and plus six to intelligence saving throws. Languages, common, dwarvish, sylvan, and thieves can't. Tool proficiencies, herbalism kit and thieves tools. And for feats, we have mage slayer, skulker, fighting initiate, and sentinel. So I see Snow White. She gets into town very easily. There are guards everywhere, but she just uses her eldritch invocation to speak with animals to get the birds to tell her where the guards are less present. Then she just uses disguise self, changes her face, and walks right in without alerting anyone. She goes up to the castle, just nice and easy, no big deal. And then she uses her plus 14 stealth and the skulker feet to just like hide in the crowd as she makes her way over to the castle and just effortlessly gets inside. I mean, come on, she's got plus 17 to persuasion. She can just use disguise self to make her look like this just brawny man and just seduce one of the guards there to let Snow White inside, where she immediately kills him. Because as a 10th level rogue, her sneak attack is 5d6. So she's attacking with her, uh, let's say she has her rapier imbued for this. It's going to be plus 11 to the attack. And with sneak attack, it's going to do 1d8 plus 5, plus 5d6 from sneak attack, plus 1d8 from her divine strikes. So that's 31 damage from one attack. That's so cool. Of course they're going to drop. They're just a guard. She just stashes the body, then uses disguise self to make her look like him. And then she knows the castle. She's been there many a time. She just leisurely walks towards the queen's chambers. I don't think she's even hiding at this point. Like, yeah, she she's disguised, but I don't think she's going to hide to sneak in. I think she's going to throw open the door and take a shot with her crossbow. And even though she only has plus two dexterity, she has the fighting initiate feat, which gave her archery, so an additional plus two. So she's a plus 10 to hit. And if she does hit, that's 1d6 plus two plus 5d6 plus 1d8 ton of damage there. And then she can just be in pitched combat with the queen. The queen's trying to escape her to shoot off these spells. She blasts her with just like an incredibly powerful firestorm. But because Snow White has the evasion ability, if she succeeds, she takes no damage. And even if she fails, she'll take half damage and then can use her reaction dampen elements to quarter the damage essentially. So Snow White is fighting her. She uses her bonus action to dash, flies right up to her. The queen is so startled. She, she doesn't know what to do. She's just firing off spells, but she's amazed at Snow White's speed and ability to fight against magic. She can use her Hexblade ability to hex the evil queen to gain a bonus to damage. A bonus equal to her proficiency, which is plus six. And she's going to crit on a 19 or 20. So supposing that she does get a crit, because not only is she going to be attacking her on her turn, but she's probably going to be attacking the evil queen as a reaction as well. With the Mage Sayer feat, whenever the Evil Queen tries to cast a spell at her, she can use her reaction to attack her, as long as she's within 5 feet. And with Sentinel, 
even if the Evil Queen disengages, she can get an opportunity attack. So she's going to have two chances per round to crit. And since Sneak Attack says that it's once per turn, an argument can be made that she can use Sneak Attack on a reaction as well. I don't know how she would be getting Sneak Attack on these because she doesn't have advantage, but maybe she brought a dwarf with her. You know, maybe she brought one dwarf to just kind of stand sort of in the center of the chamber so that she can get sneak attack. But anyway, I'm talking damage here. She has her rapier, which on a crit would be 2d8 plus 11 plus 10d6 plus 2d8. That's so much damage. That's so much damage. How much damage is that? Okay, that is 62 damage on one crit with sneak attack. And honestly, even if she doesn't crit, that's still 2d8 plus 11 damage, or 20 damage on average from just a regular attack. If she's using her reaction to attack as well, that's 40 damage per round. And because she's an 8th level cleric, she has access to pretty powerful healing spells. So while the evil queen seems more like a sorceress who doesn't have healing, Snow White does. So she can just whittle her down little by little until standing over the queen's exhausted and beaten body. Snow White says, Magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all? in the mirror, totally obsessed with this hot goss, is going to say, Snow White. And that'll be the last thing the queen hears before Snow White cuts out her heart and then eats it to gain immortality. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fantasize Me. You can follow me on Twitter at FantasizeMePod and email in character suggestions to FantasizeMePod at gmail.com. This was another character suggestion. I love it. Who do you want to see turned into a D&D character? I can probably figure it out. I have started streaming. By the time this comes out, I will have streamed for the first time on twitch.tv slash FantasizeMePod. And I am going to be doing a Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Nuzlocke because I love Pokemon and I love Nuzlocks. And while I don't really like the game itself, Diamond and Pearl are like my second least favorite games to play. But it's still gonna be a lot of fun. So follow me there, twitch.tv slash fantasizemepod and see my Nuzlocke run over on Kofi, kofi.com slash fantasizeme. I'm doing a fundraiser for Ukraine. You can check out my commissions and I can make you stat blocks for homebrewed monsters, homebrew NPCs that I can just create for you. I can even create player characters and give them broken builds like I do on this show. Then the lovely at DMS creation on Twitter will create art to go along with whatever I make for you. Be sure to like and subscribe and follow and please rate five stars from the metrics. It looks like there are people listening to this podcast, so please don't forget to rate five stars. That really, really helps. And, you know, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your friends enemies. Thank you so much for listening and we'll do this again next week. Bye.